Now on Netflix, inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman, comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. What Was That Like? contains adult language and content and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to What Was That Like? I'm your host, Scott Johnson. This is a show where we talk to regular people, people just like you or just like me, who have found themselves in an extremely unusual situation. We'll hear their stories and get inside their head because we all want to know, what was that like? More information about each episode at whatwasthatlike.com. Here we go. We've all experienced embarrassment at some point. It's not something anyone enjoys or wants to go through. But there's another level of embarrassment, humiliation. I think it's safe to say that very few people have experienced the level of embarrassment or humiliation that William has. Imagine being on the most popular talent show in the country, American Idol, and failing badly. The judges laugh at you and send you home. One of them even calls your singing grotesque. Then the video of that terrible audition gets broadcast on television and ends up going viral worldwide. So your huge failure is seen by millions of people everywhere, and your name becomes synonymous with that bad performance. That's what happened to William. What I just described is what most people know about William Hung. But there's a lot more to his story, which you're about to find out. If you'd like to join the other listeners who support this podcast, you can do that at whatwasthatlike.com forward slash support. And I thank you. And I hope you enjoy my conversation with William. You are from Hong Kong, I understand. Is it true that you are a descendant of Confucius? Yeah, I couldn't believe it, but my my aunts and uncles told me that that, that I am. And that's how I know because it's, you know, like a family line. Yeah. So they did the research and found out. It's like, yeah. like the 73rd generation or something. Yes. <laughs> that, is, that is pretty cool. Not many people can say that. All right. Well, I'm anxious to hear about your part of we know what what happened uh, with you, but then a lot of it, a lot of people don't know about. Let's take go back a little bit, though, your life situation in 2003. Mm-hmm. Can you describe what your what your life was like at that time before all this happened to you? 
Well, I was just a normal student studying for Berkeley civil engineering, and I thought that I liked math and science. But somehow, I wasn't really into into the civil engineering. I don't I, maybe like I, I couldn't get the support I need. I I I just struggling with classes. I wasn't happy, so I thought something had to change in my life. So one day, I saw this poster for a talent show in school. And that's when I started watching and studying music videos from Ricky Martin's "She Bangs." Uh, uh, <laughs> you really like that song, don't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I just thought it's going to be. I'm having fun, but to my surprise, I won the talent show. So that's what gave me the confidence to audition for American Idol. That is pretty cool. So you won a talent show before you went on the big talent show. Yeah, and. How long before American Idol, what did that happen? How long? It was about maybe four months, five months. It, it, there's a bit, I, was, I would say the audition and the actual broadcast about four months uh, separation. You actually saw a commercial for the auditions that were being held, right? Can you just take us through that process? Yes. So when I, when I uh, found out uh, from American Idol, the audition, it was on Fox News in the San Francisco Bay Area. And I just thought, well, you know what? That's nothing to lose. All I had to do is show up in you know, line up and see what happens. Uh, if not, if, if, uh, if I don't make it to Hollywood, I don't get something out of it. I could just go back to school and be a normal student. Not a big deal. So that's my whole attitude. And that's why I was able to maintain that, that positive attitude. It's somewhat carefree, right, compared to other people. What did your parents think of that? I mean, you had to skip classes, right? Yeah, and I didn't tell any. I want to tell anybody because I just thought, like, like if I told uh, my parents, they would always say no. They would say, like, you don't have the talent. Why are you on American Idol? <laughs> so yeah, that's why I didn't want to tell them. What's the actual process like from the time you got there the first day? Uh, can just take us through, you know, what happened. Yes. So what happened was I showed up with 3,000 other people at a huge baseball park. Uh, and then I, I got there like in the morning, like 7 o'clock. Um, I waited like two or three hours before it was my turn to audition. Uh, and when I first auditioned, it was in front of the staff members. Uh, and many people before me, they only got 15 to 30 seconds to sing before they were told to go home. But somehow... I got over a minute uh, to sing, and they, they let me through. They gave me an orange ticket, and they told me to come back the next day. Why do you think you got more time than the other people? I had no idea. There's, there's nothing I could – I, I mean, as, as, as a you know, 20-year-old kid showing up uh, online like, like with other people – I, I I don't know I don't know what 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 compelled them to let me through but uh, but uh, I just I just thought that you know what if uh, if they're gonna give me a chance I'm gonna make the most of it. So that day there were three thousand people to start with, yeah. and I think only a hundred and eighty made it through to the next day. That that's right, they, 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 and I got that from the Fox News uh, next day. Uh, if actually on the same night. Uh, so I, I was I was hearing all about it and I was like whoa really I'm one I'm one of the lucky 180 people out of 3,000. <laughs> Did you tell anyone at that point that you no. had gone? 
No, because 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 just because I make it to the next day doesn't mean anything yet. So you know, I just showed up the next day, like uh, dressed a little bit nicer with the Hawaii, you know the Hawaiian shirt that people notice me, the blue Hawaiian shirt with the shoes on it. <laughs> yeah, I just picked something nice from the closet. I thought you know, and then I went for it. Uh, next day, what happens? I, I show up at the hotel. Uh, I audition in front of the producers, and somehow they let me through again. Yeah, uh, singing she bangs. And, and, and then by the time I got to see Randy, Paula, and Simon, I noticed there's less than 100 people. It's like, wow, could this be it? Could I really make it to Hollywood? And I was so nervous. That's why I, I, that's why I was so uh, like, like, like jerky with my movements when I sang in front of Randy, Paula, and Simon. Yeah, that was uh, Randy Jackson, Paula Abdul, and Simon Cowell. And of course, everybody knows those, those were the three main people back in the early days of, uh, of American Idol. And they all had their reputations, especially Simon, of course. Yeah. Why did, why did you choose that song, She Bangs? I thought it was a unique song uh, and, and that, at that time. It, it, was, it has a very catchy tune. I, I like how Ricky Martin is dancing with a bunch of beautiful girls. I just like the whole idea. It feels like, like a great song to have, a, have my own party. And how much did you rehearse for this? Um, I, I rehearsed a little, some, a little bit, but but it, but it's not like I put in like many many hours a day. You know, it's it, it, I just thought you know it's something that's entertaining and fun. But I, I I wasn't thinking like oh I need to make it to Hollywood. I need to win American Idol. I would just be nervous about forgetting you know being nervous and forgetting the words. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But you did, obviously you didn't forget any words. No, you, no, you, that part I got it. I got it down. Yeah. <laughs> let's take a minute and let's listen to your appearance on American Idol. I grew up in Los Angeles, California. Um, I re- originally born from Hong Kong, so I've been in the United States for ten years, and um, I I'm currently studying at UC Berkeley right now. Uh, but it's kind of odd, like why I chose to even audition in the first place because. Uh, my, my major is civil engineering, which is not totally not related to music, but, but um, I really like music. I want to make music my living. Hello. Hi. How are you? Hi. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. William. Yes. How are you doing today? Oh, great. Thank you. You're great doing to see great? You. Great to see you guys. Thank well, you. thank you. It's great for us to be seen by you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that, Paula. William, why are you here? Um, I'm here to um, to sing to America, to what? sing for America. Okay, all right. Let's try it again. <laughs> I'm I'm here for for the opportunity to sing to America. Because you think you could be the next American Idol? Absolutely. Why? Because I'm singing from my heart. I'm, you- I I may not be the best singer uh, um, around the world, but I know that I I sing from my heart, and I I put every bit of energy into it. Really? Yes. William, what's your last name? Hung. H U N G. Hung. Yes. Do you have brothers and sisters? No, I don't. I'm the only child. You're the only child? Yes. Do your parents tell you you have a great voice? Um, um, no, they don't realize that, actually. They don't realize it yet? No, no, because um, when I was young, my parents uh, liked to sing karaoke. I was there with them and sing with them as um, as a hobby. And what do they do when you sing with them? Um, What do I do? What What do they do? What do they do when I sing with them? Um, they thought I'm okay. They thought they thought they thought I have I have some I have a chance of you know making it to the next level. Great. Are mm. they are they excited for you that you're here? 
um, they actually, uh, they would, they would not like it um, if they hear um, that you know I'm missing school for two days in a row. So they oh, wouldn't like it if you got through. Huh? They wouldn't be happy if you got through. No, they would be happy if I go through. Okay. They wouldn't be happy if I don't go through. Because you missed two days of school. <laughs> yes, that's a lot. That's a big sacrifice. But okay, hey, yeah. I, I love I love singing. I love singing. I prefer singing a lot over a lot of all right, uh, activities. Uh, what are you going to sing? I would like to sing Ricky Martin, She Banks. Fantastic. I hope you all enjoy it. Okay. All right, let's go. All right. Talk to me. Tell me your name. You blow me off like it's all the same. You lit it fuse and I'm taking away like a bomb. Yeah, baby. Talk to me. Tell me your sign. You switching sides like a Gemini. You playing games and now you're hitting my heart like a drum. Yeah, baby. Well, if Lady Luck gets on my side, we're gonna rock this town alive. I'll let her rough me up till she knocks me out. She walks like she talks and she talks like she walks. She bangs, she bangs. Oh, baby, when she moves, she moves. I go crazy cause she looks like a flower, but she stings like a bee. Like every girl in history. She bangs, she bangs. I'm Thank wasted you. by the way Thank she... You. What can I say? When I plan a week of meals, I like to have some variety. And with hundreds of meals to choose from, Cook Unity has that part covered. Go to cookunity.com slash what or enter code what before checkout to get 50% off your first week. Not too long ago, I tried the cauliflower and chickpea coconut curry. I love curry anyway, but even if you're not normally a fan, you should try this one. It's one of the dishes prepared by Chef Michelle Bernstein here in Florida. She has a couple of restaurants here, and she's also a judge on the TV show Chopped, so you may have already seen her. But aside from the taste, it's the convenience. Because let's face it, even if I knew how to cook, I don't have time. These meals are delivered fully cooked. So when mealtime rolls around, I pick out what I feel like eating, and within just a few minutes, it's ready. No prep and no cleanup. And when I say variety, I'm talking over 350 different meals from dozens of chefs. You can decide based on a chef you like, or protein content, or just what you prefer. The menus are updated weekly, so there's always something new. Make the best meal plan ever with the convenience, chef-level quality, and endless variety of Cook Unity. Go to cookunity.com slash what or enter code what before checkout for 50% off your first week. That's 50% off your first week by using code what or going to cookunity.com slash what. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. William, you did put everything (laughs) you had into that. You did, and I love that. I love that you did that. I didn't. I do. I I love that he put every bit he had into it. Well, I didn't. William, it's one of actually the worst auditions we've had this year, if I'm being honest. Mm. Seriously. Mm. I mean, everything mm. about it was grotesque. Oh, stop oh, it. Not grotesque. It was. Come on. Stop it. 
<laughs> you can't sing, you can't dance. So what do you what do you want me to say? Um, I already gave my best, and there's I have no regrets at all. Good for you. That's good. That's, that's, that's good. William. That's good. That's the best attitude yet. All right. So, uh, Randy, yes or no? No, William, you know you're not good enough for this, dude. But at least you came here. You had a good time. You had yep. fun, right? Yes. You did had, your thing, baby. And we had fun watching you. Okay. Thank you so much for coming down. Thank you. Go and yes do some. No. William, go and do some homework. Okay. We won't tell on. your parents that you missed two days of school. Okay? Yeah. No, you know, I have no professional training of singing. No. Dancing, so. <laughs> well, there's the surprise of the century. <laughs> William, you're the best. You're the best. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank have you, a William. Great day. Okay. Thank you, William. You Thank you. But on a more serious note, you're not serious about this, are you? Yes, he is. Yes, no, I somebody, am. Somebody, somebody, somebody. <laughs> Wait a minute. I missed two days of school for this. It's a that's big sacrifice. Right. Well, that's and I walk, and I walk a lot. I walk very hard for this. So that's right. I already gave my best, I believe, at okay. this point. Okay. I can do better. I know that. That's that's for sure. Thank okay, you William. So much, Thank you, William. William. Okay. Thank you. Have a good one. Partway through that performance, you kind of knew. It wasn't going to happen, right? What, 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 how did that go? Or what were you thinking while you were singing? Well, as soon as I began my audition, I already knew that I'm not going to make it. When Randy held that white sheet of paper to cough up his face and giggled throughout, yeah, I knew I'm not going to make it. Uh, and then Simon was frowning right from the beginning. Uh, Paula had that reaction. It's like intently staring at me. It was. They were, I know. I could tell they were. They already prepared it in advance. <laughs> so yeah. So yeah. I, I knew I wasn't gonna make it, but you know, I I, I was. I will, I will see what they say. And then you know, Simon being Simon said like, "You can't sing. You can't dance. What are you gonna say?" So yeah, that definitely put me on the back foot. It's like, okay, well now what? <laughs> so yeah, I I, I just remind myself uh, that. Uh, to just stay positive because you know what my mom taught me since I was young that's that's part of where it came from she taught me that it's okay to fail as long as you tried your best yeah and that's I think that's what impressed them maybe not Simon but Paula especially said because you, your response was I gave my best I have no regrets at all yeah she loved that yeah now other contestants when they get booted they would often get angry. Yeah, that's true. Why were you not like that? Um, b because I I just thought that in my head, uh, there are many people uh, auditioning every single year. Over 100,000 auditions for American Idol every single year. And there's only one winner. So if my chance of winning, regardless of my actual talent, is going, it's going to be very low. Why am I so upset when I don't get it? I think a lot of them feel that they have more talent than they really do. And they think they are entitled to it, sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Was that audition the lowest point in your life? Not really. Um, I would say the audition itself, um, I, I expected those responses because I knew they were the judges were just playing their roles. Simon playing the mean guy, Randy playing the cool guy somewhere in the middle, and then Paula being the nice lady. So you thought at that, that day, you went home and you thought, well, that's over. Yep. Nothing lost, nothing gained, yep. but yep. Uh, it was fun. And you thought that was the end of the whole story. Oh, right? yeah. Uh, but then, four months later, 
when you saw that preview of that show coming up, what did you think? Well, it was very surprising. Uh, four months later, I saw my my clip of my audition uh, doing a cotton ball commercial. I never forget it because it was the first time I saw it, and 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 it, it was like, what? Why are they choosing my audition? <laughs> Obviously, they thought it was entertaining. Yeah, but even then, I didn't think much of it because I, I, from what I knew, like most of the auditions, American Idol, uh, they broadcast the audition. It doesn't mean anything. People might get a laugh or two, but it's usually that's it, right? There's nothing else happens to most of the people. So that's why I didn't think much of it. I didn't expect that crazy response right after they brought Fox broadcasting my audition. What was the crazy response? What happened? So after they broadcast my audition, um, I got hundreds of emails. Uh, and then some of them uh, came from Entertainment Tonight, Ryan Seacrest show. It was unbelievable. Like they wanted me to be a guest, and that's how that's how the whole the whole uh, entertainment uh, train started. <laughs> so yeah, you became a pretty well known name, like overnight, practically. Yeah, it's crazy. Like like the like the the next day when I went back to class, like I I got mobbed by students for pictures and autographs. Did you like that? I was pleasantly surprised, but yeah, I I I uh, I thought that people were nice to me. They were very supportive. They said, "Oh, you have so much courage. You inspire me." You know, yeah, yeah. I, I, I got a lot of fans supporting me. So you were on a lot of national shows, the Ellen Show. What other appearances did you make? Um, I was on Jay Leno. I was on Jimmy Kimmel, Larry King Live. Um, met many, many big, big uh, I also performed for many big stages like Wango Tango and Rose Bowl with over 60,000 people in LA. And of course, each time you entertain, it's that same song, right? Uh, yes, usually that same song plus a few other songs. So what happened from there? You, you got an offer to, you, you were kind of faced with the decision. Do you go back to school or do you go into the entertainment industry and how, how did that how did that work out well so so here's how everything started like like uh initially i i got those emails to come to go on uh, the, some of the tv shows and then and then one of my fans don chin created a website called williamhung.net and then somehow it got over eight million hits in less than a month uh, and then, uh, and then Koch Records reached out to me. Uh, they wanted to uh, offer me a twenty-five thousand dollar record contract. So that's when I realized that my life could change forever. See, now this is the part that I find a little confusing, because your okay. your appearance on American Idol and your sudden fame was it wasn't because you were a an extremely talented singer. It was because. True. It was kind of a funny audition. So yeah. how and you ended up selling a lot of records. How yeah, did that did. happen? If you if you don't have real singing talent, how do you how how did that all happen? Well, I mean to this day I'm I I'm I am still like speculating um like why um I got that fan like that crazy uh fan base and the reaction. But perhaps you know I represent something that that's that's beyond um, the music itself. 
you know, people say, some people say like, you know, I inspire them and maybe like I'm, I'm the, I'm the inspirational icon. <laughs> you know, uh, it's not surprising that the record company chose my first album uh, name to be inspiration. And part of that, I, I, I don't have that album, but I understand that in between the music tracks, you had some kind of an inspirational quote or something, right? Is that what that was? Yeah, yeah. That's what stood out to people, actually. So people really like that, obviously. Yeah, somehow it sold over a quarter million copies, and it became the number one independent album on billboards. That is pretty incredible. You never would have predicted that, would you? No, no way. <laughs> so what happened in your life after that, when you started selling all these records? Well, I got more and more uh, live performance opportunities and some of the commercial offers. I was on commercial uh, on the commercials for AT&T, Jack in the Box, AskJeeves.com, many, many big commercials. Uh, so that's how I was able to live this dream life for about four years. Four years. So you kind of knew that it wasn't going to be forever. Oh, of course not. I mean, I mean, four years it was already way longer than I thought. Um, you know, and and even after that, I never really retired from the entertainment industry. It's just that I got few opportunities, and I had to just do it on the side. But it was still uh, very uh, substantial income. So, what happened after that? Uh, after about four years, I decided that maybe it's time to get a stable job, finish school. So I did that, and then I started working for the LA County Sheriff's Department. That seems like quite a switch. And and, and your position there was a statistical analyst. Yes. What what is that? What would you, what were you doing for the Sheriff's Department in, in Los Angeles? Well, initially, I thought it would be something like crime scene investigation (CSI) you know, on, on TV, where you get to like investigate the evidence, the crime scenes, and and run the numbers on the on that stuff. But it wasn't that exciting. And uh, instead, I was uh, extracting crime data by going through the different kinds of police reports about murder. Um, burglaries, rape. So yeah, it's not exactly what I signed up for. So that's why I uh, wanted to move on to something else. Uh, so a couple of years later, I got promoted to work for public health for, uh, department. And that was, that was more challenging, more fun. I was, I, my colleagues and I created a new contract database uh, for, for, for the public health uh, department. Uh, so yeah, that that was more challenging. But even but then, you know, as the years went on, I feel like maybe it's not fulfilling enough because I still feel like I'm hiding behind the cubicle. I'm just one of the many people. You know, I want to do something more. So that's why I got into speaking, uh, and that's and and eventually I decided to leave my job a couple months ago. And as part of that transformation into a speaker, you found Toastmasters. Uh, the international organization. Can you talk a little bit about that? I know some people are familiar with that, but uh, what is Toastmasters? Yeah, so Toastmasters, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a it's like an education platform for you to practice uh, your your speaking so that you could improve your speaking and leadership skills. Uh, it, it's the only platform I know where you could like you know uh, you like a safe platform for you to practice your speech and get feedback from a live audience. So yeah, so that's what it is. 
And initially, I started like uh, the Toastmasters around the same time I took on the job from the sheriff's department because I felt like uh, it was kind of depressing. Just imagine you was you know reading about the sad news every single day, right? It's kind of depressing. So I wa- I wanted to do something different outside of my job. Uh, so that's why I I joined, and I thought thought that maybe I could have that performance uh st- performing stage, like because every time you speak, it feels like it could be a performance. You know, I I thought it, I thought about it that way for a while, and and then as and then uh, I realized about three years ago, uh, maybe I could do something more because I went through a lot in my life. But one of my friends told me like, you know, maybe you should look back at your success from the, the inspiration album. And, and and that's why I think that's why I thought about the ideas about speaking instead of just singing. You ended up speaking quite a bit and you mm-hmm. still do you still do keynote speeches, right? Yes, I do. And then it's like every time you make a switch, it's something totally unrelated to what was previously there. Uh, <laughs> it's because in 2017, you started getting serious about playing professional poker. How did you come across that? Well, so so here's how here here here's how how everything went down. So that's for the poker, professional poker. I only started like last year, literally last year, 2019. But I've been playing poker for over 15 years because I, it's it's one of those hobbies, you know, that I haven't revealed to a lot of people before. Uh, it's it's I thought I needed something to do on the side, like during my downtime, during my performing, you know, something fun, something different, uh, and. Uh, and that's why that's why I play. I enjoy the the poker. Uh, but I would say that like like last year, like beginning of last year, is when I took it really seriously. I study a lot of training material. I track everything. I every time I play, uh, I, I, and it, it turns out that may that may be the new path for me because I was doing really well to the point where I'm making more money than 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 speaking and coaching combined. Do you play poker in person or online? Oh, actually, here in America, we can't even play online poker for money anymore, right? They made that illegal a few years ago. Um, it's it's actually it's actually possible to play online on the offshore sites without getting into trouble. Um, but but uh, but but uh, yeah, the main sites like PokerStars did get shut down. So yeah, you know, it's it's still possible because in California, uh, some of the, uh, the so just just to be like 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 put it really out, uh, very transparent about this. Some of those states, they do have laws saying that you cannot gamble online. Uh, but California is not one of them. California, uh, there's, there's nothing that says you cannot gamble online. So yeah, so it's, so for now, it's still okay. Um, uh, and and uh, so yeah, you know, but mostly I play live because I just enjoy, I'm a people person. So I, so I enjoy playing live much more than online. I can tell you're a people person, obviously. And also when you're playing online, you can't read the person very well. Other than seeing the pattern of the hands that they play, but you you don't have a lot of the uh, body language to read from. No, no, no. So it's much. It's, it's actually much harder. Your life today, it's a combination of playing poker and speaking, and as well as coaching. Can you talk yes. about your your coaching business? Yeah. So I started uh, uh, going to the coaching direction also like around last year. And and the idea behind it is that I've been mentoring people in Toastmasters for over eight years, um, and I and, and people tell me that 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 William, you're such a great speech evaluator, and 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 it's not just people tell me. 
I all you know what people what people might not know is that I usually get voted as the best evaluator. So I get all these ribbons for the best evaluator award, like stacks of them. <laughs> so that's why I feel like may, may, maybe I have a special talent there, you know. So that's why I, that's why I went for it. Uh, and and uh, you know so far it's 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 a it's a slow journey, uh, but but you know I starting to t- I feel like I'm starting to turn turn the corner because um, I just got like a few uh, paying clients now. So yeah, you know, it's, it, yeah, everybody that starts somewhere. But but what's interesting about that is like you know, it's great that I'm helping some of the people with uh, really cool uh, ideas and spread it with to the world. Because otherwise, you know, they they it's hard for for them to be heard. It seems like you're constantly discovering new talents that you have, which is great that you can find out what they are and and take advantage of that. You have a new book out now. Yeah, so um, I so I I also been working on a book called Champion by Choice, uh, and it finally came out October last year. It was a a long one one and a half year journey, uh, and and the and really like I feel like the reason I wrote this book is because I want to share the the true complete version of my life. And it's very hard to do that through any individual speech or any social media post because because it's just too long. So that's why I wanted to write the book to leave uh, to leave the the written word like more like a legacy. The name of the book is called Champion by Choice because I feel that everybody can choose to be a champion right now. It doesn't matter where you at; you have that choice. So I want to empower people that way. You know, there are a couple of things that. And I just read the book before we, uh, you know, in the last week. And there are a couple of things about you that I just find pretty fascinating. The first one is you don't just accept failure. You actually embrace it. Like it's part of the whole process and it's a necessary part. How did you learn to do that? Well, it all started with with my initial American Idol audition. <laughs> like, like uh, I I knew that uh, you know technically uh, I failed, right? I got booted off. You know, I didn't have the the real singing talent, but somehow I was able to have an entertainment business that I never that I never expected in my life. <laughs> so that's that. So that, that's how it all started. And then, and then, as time went along, like like the same thing for can be said for for poker and speaking and coaching. I, I never I never thought those things were possible for me. But now you know it, it it's just like anything else. You know, it, it, when you put enough time and effort into it, eventually you see the light of the tunnel. And most people give up too soon. Yeah. And then the other thing that that struck me about you is you seem to have absolutely no fear of rejection at all. And because so many people, that's their biggest fear is public speaking. And you just kind of jumped into that. Do you, have you ever experienced any uh, fear of rejection at all? Well, I, I wouldn't, I, I, I'm human too. So I wouldn't say that I have no zero fear of rejection, but it's more like, you know, like, like the, my, my mindset is that, I expect rejection. It's going to happen. And then what can, it's more like, what can I learn from that rejection? Hmm. So it's not wasted. Yeah. Well, you know, your book was great. I recommend people get it. And, but it feels like, I kind of feel like even though you've written your book about your life, it's, you, it's maybe half over 
You know, you still got a, <laughs> still got a, a lot to write in that story. And I'm sure yeah, we're going to see a lot of sure. interesting things from it. So how can people get in touch with you if they wanted to? Yes. So uh, people can go to my website, willhung.com, W-I-L-L-H-U-N-G.com. They can also find me on social media, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. And uh, so we'll have links to all of that on the show notes for this episode, as well as a link to the book on Amazon. And uh, Will, I appreciate your time. Thanks for telling your story. You're welcome. You could probably tell I really enjoyed that conversation. William is an interesting combination. He's not afraid of taking on a challenge at all. He just jumps right in. But on the other hand, he also has a very analytical mind. He's able to parse out the important factors in a situation and come up with the best course of action. And of course, that's a huge talent to have when you're playing poker. I hope you're hanging in there while we go through this crazy time with the COVID-19 virus and all that's going on. As I record this, we've just now gone over 1 million confirmed cases worldwide. And of course, by the time this episode goes live, that number will be way higher. Here in Florida right now, we've had well over 11,000 cases and around 200 people have died. Did you ever think you'd see something like this? For the people who didn't lose their jobs, a lot of them are now working from home. I already work from home for the most part, so it wasn't really a huge transition for me. I have clients all over the country, and I'm able to remote in and fix their computer when something goes wrong. If you need help with your computer, get in touch with me. But for the most part, we're staying at home as much as possible and just hoping we make it through this without getting that stupid virus. I hope you're doing okay. We'll get through this together. And I'll see you again in two weeks.